Hi folks, you're listening to the third episode of my Fancy Premier League podcast. I'm recording on Friday night, the 26th of January, so we're in between game weeks 24 and 25. We've got a got an FA Cup weekend this weekend, so I'm, as I say, I'm recording on Friday night after a nice calm Friday. Usually Fridays are a bit crazy for me, on especially on Twitter with the, with the deadline on Saturday mornings. I get a lot of people coming asking me questions, so... I've enjoyed today, nice relaxed day and sat down and watched Sanchez make his debut for United this evening so just going to check in now uh, with, a, with a half an hour podcast before looking ahead to game week 25. So the first thing I'll say is when, when I listened back to last week's podcast I realised how, how depressed I sounded and um, that was mainly down to Hazard, Hazard and Christensen so I'm going to try and sound a bit more upbeat this week. Um, now that now that Hazard's banished from my team, even though he pl- he trolled me again, I'm I'm gonna I'll try sound a bit more upbeat this week. Um, I'm gonna start off this week. I'm gonna just I'm gonna give a bit of a background to who I am because I realise there's probably people stumbling upon this podcast who who don't follow me on on social media. So just a quick a quick background. So I've been playing FPL. This is my tenth season. Um, started off playing it at what seventeen or eighteen years old and. Didn't take it as serious at first, and, and quickly became an, an addiction, like it does for for many of us. Um, so I've been very successful in the last four or five seasons. So in the last four seasons, I finished in the top one percent in the world rankings. Um, the best finishes were in in 2014-15. I finished 352nd overall. Then in 15-16 in Leicester's title winning season, I finished 102nd overall. Had a pretty frustrating campaign last season. I finished 41k, which which obviously is still a, a very good uh, rank. But I always aim for top 10k. Now that I've had those two top 400 finishes, so my target going into this season is to, is to finish in the top 10,000. And I'm currently just inside. I'm around 9k at the minute, so I'm on course to to reach my goal. So I've got to think. I've got to keep reminding myself of that when I have frustrating game weeks that. Just keep keep that keep the eye on the on the top ten k and and everything else will take care of itself. So that's a quick introduction. Um, if you don't follow me on on social media, you can get me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at FPL General. Um, spend most of my time on Twitter, so that's the best place to come if, uh, if you have any questions about about fantasy. I'm gonna what I'm gonna do in this pod. I'm gonna. First of all, I'll quickly look back at game week twenty four, very quickly because it was a, it wasn't a very good game week for me. I'll go on then and I'll update my my FPL watch list. I'll look at possible transfers for game week twenty five. I haven't made any yet, so I'll, I'll look at I'll talk about what I'm thinking about. I'll talk about there's a lot of talk this week about Kane and Aguero. Um, a lot of people have to decide one or the other. It's pretty hard to fit both in because they're so expensive. So we'll talk a little bit about them later as well and give my thoughts on those two. Um, something I'm going to add into the podcast as well, which I should have done in, in the first two, was talk about captaincy options as well. So I'll talk about the captaincy options for Game Week 25. and I, I'm pretty I'm pretty set on my captain, um, so I'll talk about that as well towards the end. And then I'll just finish off. I've got a couple of questions from Twitter. I'll just answer one or two of them. Um, and then I'll wrap things up. So 
as I said before, I want to try and keep these pods to around a half an hour, so just to keep it keep it to the point and, and, and avoid rambling on too much. So looking back to game week 24, as I say, it's it's been a frustrating couple of weeks for me. I went in, in game week 22, I was sitting pretty at 3.5k overall. Um, in two weeks, I've dropped to just just inside 10,000, so I'm, I'm at nine. 9,700 overall so I mean it's a very good rank and um, for this stage of the season but it has been it has been a frustrating couple of weeks as, as people who follow me will know especially with Hazard and Christensen I mean Christensen playing 57 minutes two weeks in a row I mean you couldn't you couldn't make it up so I mean Chelsea are getting the clean sheets but I'm not getting the points for for, uh, for Christensen which is very frustrating but I'll, I'll more than likely be holding on to him um, with Chelsea's good fixtures and hopefully he can keep his place because um, he has been superb this season for Chelsea so so I would expect him to, to, to keep his place in the back four or back five, whatever you want to call it. So I took, in game week 24, I took my second points head of the season so it was a bit of surgery um, getting rid of Hazard, um, getting rid of Calvert-Lewin and getting rid of, who was the third one, Richarlison. So brought in De Bruyne, Arnautovic and Callum Wilson so it didn't really work out very well well it didn't work out at all because Hazard obviously banged um, much to my frustration um, but but long term I'm happy enough to, to keep to, to hold on to De Bruyne and Wilson, Wilson's got Chelsea this um, in midweek but after that he's got quite a, a good run of fixture so I'm backing him. I'm going to probably hold on to him for four or five weeks and see how he goes. So I've moved back to 3-4-3 to three, three formation now. So I'm not expecting anything from from Wilson against Chelsea, but then in the three games after that, I'll be hoping for returns from him then. Obviously, the Arnautovic injury is very frustrating. Um, so he's one I'm probably going to have to move on now. So game week 24 was 49 points, minus four. So 45, and it was a red arrow. So... I'm not going to dwell on it too much. Captain Kane scored against Southampton, so happy enough for that. Apart from that, it was I haven't I didn't get much really. De Bruyne six, Alonso six, Arnautovic and Sterling both got five, and apart from that, it was just ones and twos all round. So, not going to dwell on game week 24 very long, and just look ahead to game week 25 and hopefully um, get back on the on the on the upward curve with that with a green arrow. So. For anyone who hasn't listened before, I keep a, a an FPL watch list which I update every week after I've watched the highlights and all the games have been completed in the game week. So I go through each uh, team individually and add players to my watch list and remove. So I'm not going to spend too much time doing it every week on the podcast. I'll just mention the players that I've added um, this week and the players that I've removed. So. What I do first is I'll, I'll I'll talk about the players that I've added to the watch list. So I've got about five who I've added and five who I've uh, removed roughly. So the first player, um, as soon as Theo Walcott moved to Everton, he went straight on the watch list. I didn't expect him to, to go straight into the Everton team last week, but he did. And, and he got an assist. So Theo, someone, I'll pro- he's going to come into consideration this week when I... When I look to get rid of Arnautovic so 7.1 million he's got a point to prove now he wants to get in the he's obviously going to want to get in the in the World Cup squad um, for the summer so he's going to want to have a big a second half of the season and 
Allardyce has been talking him up already, you know, saying he needs pace in the in the side and I think Walcott is going to be a really good option going forward. I'm, I don't know if I'll get him this week, but he's definitely one I'm keeping a close eye on. So since uh, since my last pod, we've had some big transfers. We've had Sanchez going to United and Mkhitaryan going the other way to Arsenal. So that brings both of those on to our, our radars now in fantasy. Um, again, I've added both of them to the watch list after their moves, but I'm, I'm unlikely to move for them this week. I'm going to hold off and see how both of them fit in. Um, I watched United this evening in the FA Cup. Sanchez played. He, he played pretty well. I think he, he probably got two assists. Um, he got kicked up and down the pitch, which which didn't help things by the Yeovil lads. So He's probably lacking a bit of fitness from what I could see. Um, 11.7 million. He's, he's, it's big money to pay out. Um, and United have got Spurs this weekend. So I'm not too worried about bringing him in yet. It's... It's the game week 26 fixture against Huddersfield at home is the one you'd want to probably be looking at bringing him in if you're going to bring him in. So I'm not going to I'm not going to get him this week, but I'm going to I'm going to see how he goes against Spurs and and then reevaluate things with Sanchez. Mkhitaryan, he's much cheaper, 7.6 million. Um and it's I mean it's not that long ago back in August September time when he he started the season on fire with with five or six assists and a goal in his first you know, five games or something like that. So obviously things didn't work out under Mourinho, but he's a player I think who could be a really good option in the second half of the season for Arsenal. I mean, he's, he's not going to have to do much defensive duties in the Arsenal team. He's just going to be let roam free and, and, and do his attack and what he's good at. I mean, we look back to his time at Dortmund. He had superb figures for goals and assists. Um, so, so I would expect him, to, especially now that he's got his, he's got some experience in England and, and in the Premier League. So he's, he's, he's bound to have adjusted by now. And Mourinho's even been saying things like that since he sold him that he expects Mkhitaryan to be even better now um, than he was at United because he's had that time to settle in. So definitely one to keep an eye on at seven point six million, especially if Arsenal go through and sign his old teammate Aubameyang from Dortmund. I mean, if those two are playing together up front for Arsenal, they could be a really a really dangerous pairing and, and we could see a lot of goals from those two so that's three so Walcott, Sanchez and Mkhitaryan three new additions to the watch list another couple of players I've added is is from Stoke so Paul Lambert's come in and, and straight away they got a 2-0 win against Huddersfield now I wouldn't read too much into that because Huddersfield have been pretty poor in the last couple of weeks but, but, but it's a win all the same and it's a clean sheet so Maybe they can get some momentum going now under the new manager. So Shakiri impressed me the most watching the highlights. He was he was pretty playing pretty pretty advanced and you know he had plenty of chances. Six million. He's already produced the goods earlier in the season. My big worry with him is he's always it always feels like he's he's a sneeze away from getting injured again. So that always kind of put me off Shakiri in the past. But I think I'm going to have to ignore that and and really consider him this week because. I mean, for those like me who have Arnautovic, um, it's a very easy move to Shakiri. Um, so you're saving about a million with that move as well. And Stoke have got good fixtures. So they've got Watford, Bournemouth, Brighton and Leicester in the next four. So as I say, if they can get a bit of momentum going under Paul Lambert, the likes of Shakiri could be a really good option. I've added Chupamoting as well. 
Um, I owned him earlier in the season when he was playing out of position up front. Now, he didn't play out of position in game week 24 because uh, Juf played up front and he scored as well. So he's another one. Um, I'm not really a big fan of Juf, but he's, he is one to consider. Um, but I much prefer the likes of Shakiri and Chupo Moting. Chupo is 5.4. So if you're consider, considering a Stoke player, um, and if you're like me, if you're a bit wary of Shakiri and his injury record and things like that, Chupamoting might be the way to go because he saves you even more money. So if you're going Arnautovic to 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 Chupo, you're saving the guts of one and a half million, which you can use to improve things elsewhere. The third Stoke player I've added to the watch list is the new right back, Moritz Bauer, uh, 4.5 million. He seems to be a very attack-minded defender. So in the short clips I've seen of him in his first two Stoke games, he's been getting forward with every opportunity. So there's probably assist potential there. Um, I mean, Stoke got a clean sheet against Huddersfield, but I'd have my doubts as to how many clean sheets they'll keep, even with the, with a decent run of fixtures. They've been pretty poor defensively this season, but if they can shore things up at the back, Bauer is the one I'd be looking at at, at 4.5. Um, another player I've added is Milivojevic from Crystal Palace, 4.7 million. Five goals this season, and I mean he's cheap. As a fifth midfielder, he's a great option because he's on penalties, and he's he's been scoring from open play as well. So it's not just penalties where he's getting his goals from. So I've got Loftus Cheek, who I need to ship soon. Probably not going to ship him this week, but when I do, I'm looking at his teammate Milivojevic as a just a direct replacement for him. So not someone I would play every week. It's it, it would be someone who I would use as a first sub. And if you've got someone who doesn't play, you've got someone coming off the bench who's on penalties. So there's always a chance, especially with the likes of Zaha and now Sacco in the Palace team, who are very direct to getting in the box. There's always a chance of them winning penalties. Um, so Milivojevic, I think, is, is a really good option at 4.7 as a, as a fifth midfielder. The last player I've added to the watch list. Now, this was a painful one to add because I've just sold them. But... As much as I hate the guy, I can't ignore his performance against Brighton. So it's it's obviously Eden Hazard. As I say, as much pain as he's caused me this season, um, I can't I can't say I'm never going to get him back because he's he's obviously he's just a superb superb player, and watching him against Brighton, obviously hindsight's a great thing, but watching him against Brighton, I just thought you know I wish I kept him obviously, but. I'm not going to dwell on decisions like that now. He's gone, and I'm, I'm probably not going to get him back in immediately. But as I say, I've added him back to the watch list, and I may have to bite the bullet at some point in the future and get him back in, you know, tail between my legs, all that kind of thing. But it's it's important in fantasy, I've learned over the seasons, you can't be stubborn. Um, as Hazard's an example, I mean, if his form picks up again, um, I'm going to have to consider him. I remember, I remember, I was very stubborn a couple of seasons ago. In the season, I did very well. Um, when I finished one hundred two overall, I, I was very stubborn with Vardy that season. I'm pretty sure it was the same season that Igalo was firing on all cylinders as well. I was very stubborn with those two. I just didn't see their um, their goals continuing, and I held off on them. I don't think I got a Gallo at all, and I got Vardy very late on when I when I should have got him earlier. Um, Ozil's another player. 
who was, I think it was probably that season as well, he was doing very well. And I was very stubborn because I'm not really a fan of Ozil in fantasy terms. And when players are performing, even if you don't like them for whatever reason, you you, you can't be stubborn. You have to just get in and, and get on them and, and just get the points, you know. So as I say, Hazard's back on the watch list. I don't like looking at his name, but he but he's there, and I, and I'll monitor him over the next game or two. So that's that's the, the positive side of things for the watch list this week. That's the players I've added. Uh, the players I've removed from the watch list: Luke Shaw didn't play. Ashley Young came back in at left back, so no interest in Shaw anymore because he's rotation risk. Lanzini is injured, so he's gone from the watch list as well. Hyungmin's son played 69 minutes. Spurs have tough fixtures now. They've got United, Liverpool and Arsenal. So I'm not really interested in bringing in Son with the tough fixtures and the fact that he was substituted early. So he's gone from my watch list for the time being as well. Oxlade-Chamberlain is another one. 67 minutes he played against Swansea. He didn't do... I mean, Liverpool obviously lost 1-0 in that game and the Ox didn't do much to impress me. So... Again, I don't like players who are going to be taken off early. We don't know how much game time Ox is going to get. So he is cheap, but I've already got Salah and Firmino. So I have no interest in, in trebling up on Liverpool at the moment. So he's gone. Another player, the last player I've removed is Jordan Ibe. Because I've got Callum Wilson now, I'm not going to be looking to get Ibe in. I don't really want two Bournemouth players. I've only played 61 minutes as well last week. So, I mean, his stats have been good. He's got his first goal of the season. But I mentioned on last week's pod, I don't really know how much... I don't have much faith in I to deliver week in, week out as a as a midfielder who, who, who I start. So that's why I went for Wilson. I have much more faith in him to, to get the goal. So I'm no longer interested in Jordan Ibe. Um So that's a watch list covered for um, looking ahead to game week 25. What I'll do now is possible transfers. So what I'm looking at, I obviously haven't made any moves yet. I want to wait to get the FA Cup games out of the way. We had Carabao Cup games as well midweek, so there's no point making early transfers when players can get injured, players can get suspended. So just patience. I'm always preaching patience, so you can never be too patient in FPL. Just wait till FA Cup games are over before you make your moves. There's there's absolutely no panic. Don't be worrying about losing 0.1, 0.2 million on players. It's it's much better to be able to bring in your players and you know they're going to play. So I've got one free transfer. What I'm probably looking at is I've got a lot of issues that I want to address soon. So I've got obviously Arnautovic and Loftus-Cheek both injured, both need to go. So I'm looking at moving one of them on with my free transfer, most likely Arnautovic. So what I'm looking at is probably Arnautovic to either Shakiri or Chupamoting. I'll need to weigh up those two and whether I want to go with who I feel is the better option, who is Shakiri, or do I want to save an extra few bob and go for Chupamoting, who I think has potential as well, um, and probably less likely to pick up an injury. Because knowing my luck, I'll, I'll get Shakiri in and then he'll, he'll pick up an injury. So I'll, I'll weigh up that one over the weekend. Um, another option to replace Arnautovic is Theo Walcott. So it's going to be one of those three more than likely for my transfer. Shakiri, Chupamoting or Theo coming in for Arnie. So I, I haven't given it much thought yet, as I say, because things can change over the weekend. If one player, if one of my other players picks up an injury in the FA Cup, my plans are going to change. So... 
there's no point reading into stats too much until the FA Cup games are over, and then I'll make my decision probably probably around Monday time, um, when when everything's cleared up. Another, I'm kind of thinking long term as well. I haven't had a United defender or goalkeeper at all this season, so it's something I've wanted for for weeks now. They've just been so good defensively, 14 clean sheets, and I want to get in on that defence as soon as I can. Now I'm not worried about it this weekend because they're playing Spurs. Um, so I don't really expect them to keep a clean sheet there, although no one, no one Mourinho will park the bus and they will get a clean sheet. So I'm looking in probably game week 26 at bringing in a United defender more than likely. So more than likely Phil Jones because he's a, he's a bonus point magnet and, and when he plays United um, keep clean sheets more often than not. So I'm I'm probably going to factor that into my game week 25 transfer. So I want to leave some cash aside. To, to be able to go for Jones if I want to, so it'll be probably Jones will probably replace John Joe Kenny, um, in game week twenty six. So that's I mean you can't make plans like that now because so much can change. But that's my initial thoughts. Um, Kenny out for Jones in in game week twenty six. So Kenny obviously he's Everton aren't aren't playing very well defensively. Even though Allardyce is a very defensively minded coach. They just don't really have good defenders at the moment, from what I can see. Kenny hasn't been great. I don't have much faith in Hallgate or Williams either, and, and Baines has been injured. So the guy Martina, I think, has been playing left-back, which which is really out of position for him, because I think he's a right-footed um, defender, so he's more suited to right-back. Um, a lot of people obviously brought in Pickford last week. I was close to doing it as well, but I, I didn't really see the need to do it yet, because I'm hoping to get a few more games out of Pope. Um, Pope's got Newcastle I think this weekend so I'd be hopeful of, of him getting a clean sheet there and I don't really see Heaton coming back yet so I'm just going I'm not going to make that move until I know when Heaton's coming back so I'm just going to hold on to Pope until I need to to move him on um, as I say I'm, I'm no I'm no interest in Everton the way they're defending so Kenny's going to go and obviously Seamus Coleman played for the under 23s in midweek so he can't be far away from from, from getting back um, and they need him back so that's why Kenny's Kenny's on the way out of my team um, very soon so again transfers is probably just going to be an out of a jout for one of Shakiri Chupo or Theo and then looking ahead hopefully get in, in Jones and give me 26 so uh, I'll, I'll give more information about my transfers probably on Monday um, on Twitter so, so keep an eye there for, for what I'm thinking Moving on from my possible transfers, um, there's been a lot of talk this week about Kane and Aguero. So it's hashtag Kane exit um, for the second time this season. Now, obviously, when 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 people got rid of Kane during the festive period, um, he he delivered big with two hat tricks. Now it's it's very hard to see him do that with with the fixtures coming up for Spurs. So they've got United, Liverpool, and Arsenal in the next three. So there's been a lot of comparisons done this week between Kane and Aguero. Um, obviously, Aguero did the damage in game week 24. It hurt me not owning, owning him uh, last week. I think he got 17 points with his hat-trick. So, obviously, a big haul, um, something we can't ignore. So, obviously, a lot of managers are moving towards bringing Aguero in now as well because fixtures are better than Kane's. He's got West Brom at home, and then he's got Burnley and Leicester. So... Obviously, big potential there for big points from Aguero. Um, 
Jesus is, is still injured, so we don't really know when he's going to come back. So Aguero looks pretty safe. A safe, I mean, we can never say with Pep that he's safe because Pep could easily play play a false striker, um, the likes of Sterling. So you would think Aguero will start the next three, but I would be wary. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he, if he sets out one of those games, especially with Champions League coming up now as well. It'll be interesting to see if if Aguero plays FA Cup, which I don't expect him to, but if he does, it's gonna it's gonna be a bit worrying for those who are bringing him in or, or who have him because it's that's a lot of games he's played because he's played Carabao Cup as well. So if he plays FA Cup, surely he'll get a rest at some point before the Champions League. So I've I've had Harry Kane since game week one, and I'm more than likely gonna have him right through until game week thirty eight. I just think he's I just think he's that good. And I don't even look at the fixtures too much with Harry Kane because I think he can he can score braces, he can score hat tricks against anyone. Um, twenty one goals in twenty three league games this season. I mean that says it all. There's been there's been so many games where he hasn't scored, but he when he bangs he he, he tends to to get big hauls, braces or hat tricks. So he's he's always a really uh, he's always a captaincy option every week. Um. The thing the th- for me when it comes to Kane against Aguero, obviously the ideal scenario would be to have both, but I'm not in a pos- position to do that and I know a lot of people won't be because we've got big hitters in midfield. So without doing a lot of surgery, it's very hard to get both. So that's why people are having to decide one or the other this week. For me, because I've got other issues to deal with, I've got Kenny I want to get rid of, I've got Arnautovic, I've got Loftus-Cheek, and Pope's going to have to go soon as well. So that's kind of making up my mind for me. I don't really have transfers to, to go for Aguero. So first of all, I don't, I'm don't. i not getting rid of Kane, so that's one option out the window. So if I wanted to get Kane, or sorry, if I wanted to get Aguero, I would have to do a bit of surgery, probably getting rid of Firmino, who I don't want to because I'm quite happy with Firmino. I mean, he hit the post against Swansea at the end. It could have been very different, FPL-wise, if that went in for him. So, And Liverpool have got Huddersfield this weekend, so I would expect something from Firmino there. So, I'm not really too worried about not owning Aguero. I mean, I've got De Bruyne and Sterling as well from City, so I'm hoping that they can chip in. I mean, even if it is Aguero scoring the goals, hopefully it can be Sterling and De Bruyne providing them for him. So I'm going to be going without Aguero. I'm not saying that's the right thing to do because I mean he's a he's a superb captaincy option against West Brom this weekend. Um, last week, if I owned him, I would have captained him. Uh, this week, if I owned him, I'd captain him for West Brom, but I don't. So if you have him, he he could be he could be really really good this weekend. So that's my take on those two. Um, as I say, I'm confident in Kane, even with the fixtures. Probably not expect much from him against United this weekend. If you can get a goal, great. Liverpool then, I mean, Liverpool, they have been keeping clean sheets this season, but they are shaky, so I would expect Kane to, to get something there. And we know his record against Arsenal. I think he's got 6-6 six and six against Arsenal, so he loves the London derby, so I wouldn't be worried about that one either. Um, another factor in me not bringing in Aguero for this week is this brings me into captains now so I'll talk about the captaincy option so I'm nailed on to captain Salah this week um, 
in for, against Huddersfield. So he blanked against Swansea, but I don't I don't expect him to blank back to back. I don't know. He he very rarely does that. So Huddersfield have been just from what I've seen of them, they've been very very poor uh, recently. So I would expect big things from Salah in game week twenty in game week twenty five. I've only captained Salah once this season, and that was when he he missed his penalty. He got an assist in that game, so I think he ended up with four points or something. So it was frustrating when I captained him, but obviously probably should have been captaining him more often this season. He's been that good, but 100% Salah's going to be my captain for game week 25. So again, that's another factor for not getting Aguero, because I wouldn't captain Aguero if I brought him in, so that kind of makes it easier not to get him. Um, so that's Salah's going to be my captain. As I said, if I had Aguero... He probably would be my captain. So those two are probably the standout, the two standout captaincy options for game of 25. I wouldn't really like to have to make the decision between the two. So in that sense, I'm happy that I've just got one of them. And now I'm going to throw another two names into the captaincy mix as well. Uh, again, I don't like mentioning his name because it hurts every time I say it. Hazard, he was superb against Brighton. Brighton were very, very poor defensively. But, but Hazard, obviously, he still has to go and put the ball in the net, and he did it twice. So Bournemouth are not known for their defensive uh, stability. So Hazard at home to Bournemouth this weekend could be could be a good shout for captaincy there as well. And obviously, I don't own him, so he's guaranteed to, to get at least one. The other one I'll throw in for captaincy is Harry Kane. Uh, just because he's a captaincy option every week, because because he's because he's so good. Um Again, he's playing United though, so United have been so good defensively. I wouldn't be expecting much from Kane, and I think the likes of Salah, Aguero, and Hazard are probably better options than Kane this week for captaincy. But but don't rule him out. Um, I mean, if you've got a gut feeling that that Hazard that Kane's going to do well against United, I wouldn't have any hesitancy to stick the armband on him. So that's that's captains covered as well. Um, Something else I should mention is obviously during the week we had the Carabao Cup, so that had a knock-on effect. So we thought we were going to have a blank game week in game week twenty-eight. It now looks very unlikely because because of Arsenal winning, um, and so Chelsea, sorry not Chelsea, Man City. The only way we can get a blank game week in twenty-eight now is if Man City are have to play a fifth round replay in the FA Cup so it's quite unlikely so we're probably going to have a full schedule of fixtures in game week 28 so probably just makes things a bit easier planning wise um, for for the blanks and doubles but the guy you need to follow on Twitter for all the fixtures for all the blanks and double game weeks is Ben Crellin so you find him on Twitter at Ben Crellin he will, he will keep you on top of, of all things blanks and double game weeks he's a he's a superb source of information for us managers and he's, he's a must follow um, he's right up there I always call him the two Bens the, the, the two Bens are the two must follows on Twitter Ben Crellin for the fixtures and Ben Dennery for the for the injury news so if you're not following those two by now you should be one or two questions before I wrap things up um, from Twitter Apologies in advance for 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 per name pronunciation. So, Intahab Ahmed asked me about Hazard. He said, "Will I get him back?" So I've, I've probably covered that earlier. Um, yes, he's been a nightmare, and I, 
but I've added them back to the watch list, so I can't rule out getting them back. I'm not going to get them back this week, but for those of for those who don't have them and you don't have any other pressing issues in your team this week, um, Hazard at home to Bournemouth, it could be a good time to get him in. Um, now, take that with a pinch of salt coming from me because you, obviously I, I've cursed, cursed Hazard this season, so definitely um, for, for answering the question, will I get him back in? I may get him back in, but it won't be this week. Another question. I had two uh, two questions about Southampton. Um, from one from Darkly T and another from Gunnar FPL. So they're just asking me about Southampton assets now. I presume it's because they've got good fixtures coming up, and they were they were. I watched uh, Southampton Spurs last Sunday, and uh, Southampton were, were better than I've seen of them um, in recent weeks. So obviously, people are having a, having a glance at their players now, but. There's there's no one there that really interests me. Um, McCarthy has been playing in goal ahead of Forster. Now, I'd be wary of getting him in because Forster's a good goalkeeper and he could get his place back at any time. So you could end up getting McCarthy in and then Forster wins his place back. So that's a risky one, in my opinion. The defender, Stevens, he he was decent uh, from what I've seen in match of the day as well. He... He had a good chance from a corner, inches wide. So he's got goals in him. But the worry with with him is there's a lot of competition at centre back for Southampton. So you've got you've got him, you've got Yoshida, and you've got the guy uh, Hoyt or Wesley Hoyt, however you say his name. Um, so I'd probably avoid him as well. Ward Prowse. People are talking about Ward Prowse because he scored a brace. I think it was game week twenty three. He scored a brace, but he's a player that's never nailed down a starting place for for Southampton. Um, He's never been very consistent with fantasy returns either, so I wouldn't I wouldn't bother with him either. They have bought a new striker, uh, Carrillo, six point five million. I don't know much about him. Um, probably one to keep an eye on over the coming weeks. Uh, don't go buying him straight away. Uh, let's see him in action first. That's Saints. Back to the question. Am I interested in any? Um, I'll give another week or two to see if if, if things can improve with their fixtures. Um, last question from Andy Lakeman he asked me about my strategy for the rest of the season regarding uh, second wildcard and chips so it's not really something I've thought about too much yet um, as I say we need to follow Ben Crellin for the fixtures and once we get more information about the blank game weeks and the double game weeks then I'll, I'll start preparing a lot more for them I've got so I've already played my free hit, so I probably need to plan a little bit more carefully than others who still have their free hit. Um, the way I see it from this point of the season onwards, you need to view every transfer as 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 gold. Really, you know, every transfer you use from here on in is very valuable. So think, don't think about the transfer you're using just for one game week. Think about it long term. Is this a good move long term? Is it a is it a worthy transfer? Because I mean, you don't want to be. You want to avoid point sets as much as possible. So, think long term with your transfers as well as as well as short term, especially now um, when we've got double game weeks and blank game weeks to think about. So, I've got I've got my second wild card. Um, what I'll more than likely do is play it the week before a double game week, and then activate bench boost or triple captain in the double game week. So. I've always played my triple captain and bench boost in a double game week um, for, for obvious reasons and that's more than likely what I'll do again this season. There's just much more 
uh, chance of, of big big points hauls doing it that way. But again, I'm not saying that's the right way to do it. Don't rule out using your bench boost in a single game week or your triple captain for that matter. Um, it can pay off. I mean, if you've got a if you're going into a game week, a single game week with a squad of 15 players who all look good on paper, um, don't rule out using the, the double the bench boost in that scenario because it, it it could end up paying off more than it will in a in a blank game week we or a double game week sorry we often see a lot of rotation in double game week so again don't rule it out same with triple captain if you've got a strong gut feeling about a a triple captain in a single game week uh, don't rule it out I mean I won't be doing it I'll be keeping it for a for a for a double game week when one of my players is playing twice um. But I've already seen this season a couple of instances where triple captain has paid off in a in a single. Uh, I know FPL Fly played it on Harry Kane quite early in the season. I, I think it was against Huddersfield, um, and I think he came out with about forty points or something like that from triple captainship. And then you compare that to the folk who played triple captain on Harry Kane in his double game week and and got nothing. So just goes to show you. So keep all options open. Don't don't be set. Don't. Be flexible with your strategy. That's probably the best advice I can say. Don't be, don't be set in stone, and and be prepared to change, um, change with with the game. So I've gone over half an hour. So I'm going to wrap things up. A uh, couple, one or two things to mention before I before I finish. I did a I did a podcast this week with Asmir Begovic. So it's not it's not available yet, but I will when it is. I'll post it on Twitter. Um, when when it's available, uh, so I spoke to Asmir about uh, just fancy FPL in general. Uh, so just a couple of mentioned a couple of players for for the rest of the season and just how things have been going for me. So keep an eye out on that and follow follow uh, uh, Asmir's podcast is called Season of Sports. So you, you can follow it at Season of Sports on Twitter and and he's got he gets some really good guests on and he, he gets quite a lot of fantasy. Premier League guests on as well, so it's it's worth it's worth a listen every week. So yeah, if if you don't follow me already on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, you'll find me at FPL General. Let me know. Let me know what you thought of the podcast. Um, anything about my watch list? Any players I didn't mention? Maybe players you don't agree with that are on my watch list. Um, anything to do with my transfers, captains? Let me know what you're doing. Who your captain's going to be? Um, any feedback on the podcast as well anything I mean this is only the third episode so it's all just a learning curve for me and, and things will improve going forward I'll I'll probably need to look at adding a, a little bit of music or something in, into the, to the start um, so if anyone wants to, to help me out with that as well send me a message and, and we'll get that organised um, what else am I left to say yes I mean it should be on, uh, you should be able to get it on SoundCloud, YouTube, Stitcher and third time lucky this week I'm hoping to get it on, on iTunes, it's been a little bit more complicated um, to get it on iTunes so I'm hoping to get this one on, on iTunes for those who, who, who listen to the podcast there. Um, if you're on YouTube, give it a like, hit subscribe so you don't miss out on any future pods, leave a comment as well, I mean I'll, I get back to people on all platforms so leave me a comment anywhere, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Even leave a comment in the SoundCloud box if you're listening there. Leave a comment on under the YouTube video and I'll get back to you at some point. So, as I say, have a good weekend. Don't make any transfers until after the FA Cup games and, and I'll talk to you all soon. <laughs>